Geeks. Geeks. Hello and welcome to episode 96 of Geeks, the Weird Geeks official topical podcast. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me this week is Alexander Chard. Hello, Al. And Lee Comley. Hola. <laughs> How are you doing? It's the first time both of you two have been on the same podcast together. Very exciting. I know. It's scary a, times. It's a new formation. We're building bridges, not walls. Bridges, not exactly. walls. Exactly. It'd be a big, big bloody wall, wouldn't it, though, in fairness? Mm-hmm. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be quoting Black Panther throughout this entire podcast. Just. Okay. Um, how are you guys doing? We're going to have a fun podcast because we're going to be basically jettisoning all of the stuff we normally talk about. And we're going to just going to just talk about God of War for most of it. Nice. And then a bit of Infinity War, a different type of war. And then some Far Cry War. War. Um, which, so <laughs> we're going to be doing... Uh, we're actually going to be talking about Infinity War Death Bets when we get to that, because I'm seeing it tomorrow. Uh, we'll get to that when you guys uh, are seeing it as well. We're going to talk a tiny bit about summer movies and then get to Far Cry. Actual like big spoilers, but we'll that'll be right at the end and we'll give you a chance to get out of the podcast. So don't worry if you don't want to hear spoilers. Um, you will have a good chance to jump ship. Lee will be jumping ship because he hasn't finished. Yeah, I don't want to know. I don't, don't spoil it for me, guys. It's mm. not fair. We'll just throw in random spoiler sentences. Please here do. And, <laughs> and I and can I also add, uh, our listeners are welcome to to jump ship, even mm. whenever they right want. Right now, yeah, they, they can jump ship right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you were smart, you wouldn't have got on the ship to begin with. To be honest, <laughs> the anchor is now up. We're off yeah. to sea. Guys, we're like two minutes in. You're really selling it. This is not good. <laughs> um, how have you guys been? What have you been up to? What is happening in your lives? The twiddling any thumbs, watching any films, anything personal that's interesting that you want to chat about? Go on, Alex. Lee, you, go you can go first. No, no, no. You go first. I'll be polite. All the politeness. Oh. <laughs> what has been happening in my life? Had a few auditions recently. Um... Which has been good because it was last month was a little slow, so it's uh, picked up these last couple of weeks, which has been great. Catching up on movies, Bethany and mm. I signed up for Movie Pass, which is a uh, a uh, a subscription service where you pay ten dollars a month, but then can go to the cinema and see one movie per day. Um, so yesterday we went and saw Black Panther because I haven't seen it yet. Very enjoyable. Nice. Well, let's get into that. Very you've, Lee, Lee, you're not a big Marvel fan. I'm dragging you to see Infinity War tomorrow night. Every night. <laughs> um, I dragged you to see Ragnarok as well when you were last, well, a couple, whenever you were down ages ago. You've uh, seen Black Panther though, haven't you? Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed that. And I, I think I probably enjoyed that more because I'm not big into the Marvel universe. So I maybe don't have so many of those films to compare it to. Um, right. And kind of viewed independently, I really enjoyed it. So much more than I enjoyed Thor. Yeah, well, I mean, thought Ragnarok is definitely, um, yeah, this is the wrong podcast to get you on because we've been trying to convince Alex to watch Ragnarok and literally every single person I know thinks it's an absolute riot other than you. Other than me. Um, but Ragnarok yeah. is pure, pure, pure comedy. Like, it's the yeah. only, it's such a sore thumb in the Marvel, like, universe because it's Ragnarok is just, like, balls to the wall, just stupid fun. Yeah. And either you're into that comedy or you're not, basically. Um, I I've said this before, but I think I was just in a bad mood when I watched it. That's what it was. When you were with us, so, I, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm going to go um, against the word of every other member of the Geeks family, and I'm going to take Lee's word and not watch Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> you have Good to man. watch Good Ragnarok. 
Good, good man. Nope. It is. No, honestly, though, like, I broke it down in that because we have like a little weird geeks um, WhatsApp thread and I broke it down. And that's honestly how I sell it. And if you can say no to all of them or the majority of them, then I think you won't enjoy it. But it really is that simple. I think, do you like Jeff Goldblum? Do you like Flight of the Concords and what we do in the shadows? Tick. That director's work. Tick. Um, and do you like Chris Hemsworth when he's not on camera and he's goofing around like off camera, you know, like when they do those videos of him hanging out in his living room with his flatmate dressed up as Thor and all of those goofy stuff he does. Because if you like any of those three, then you'll like Ragnarok. If you like all those three like I do, then you'll love Ragnarok. Your criteria is wrong because I like all of those things. But what I the don't fuck like, is wrong with you? It is literally Flight of the Concord's humour with Chris Hemsworth <laughs> off camera. Like literally, because it's written and directed by the same fucking guy. Okay. And then it's... It's Jeff Goldblum humor all the way through. And then it's Chris Hemsworth that, where they just finally go, you know what? Let's just let Chris Hemsworth be Chris Hemsworth. I need, I need to awesome. watch it when I'm in a, in a better mood, clearly. Clearly, that's what was You're wrong. just a terrible person. That's I am a bad right. person, a horrible person. Bad person. And so that wraps up our Geeks mm-hmm. podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> he is a terrible person, confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> and what I want to know is, Alex, because you, yeah, you've seen Black Panther. So how do you feel? You said you enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I did really enjoy it. Do I think it's the what is it the second biggest movie of all time now i think it's the third biggest like um what do you call it when it's the first run at cinemas obviously titanic and avatar right okay cinemas or whatever but third biggest right. ever in its first run or whatever yeah i mean it's 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 hard to I, I'm, I'm finding it very difficult to sort of differentiate now between the uh all these marvel films um I've kind of lost a bit of steam and momentum with them. That's why I'm I'm catching up, leading up to Infinity War. Um, but I enjoyed this, and I enjoyed it as a. I, I could watch it as a standalone film, I think, and enjoy it without necessarily attaching it to the MCU. I remember one of your criticisms, Al, when it came out was um, the villain, and like with many Marvel villains in all the films, it just becomes the very literal sort of antitheses of the hero which mm-hmm. he was in he was yeah. just another panther yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was just like yeah. i was like really that, that was kind of because his reasoning behind what he's doing i think is arguably the best in any marvel film so far like you yeah. actually mm. you're agreeing i agree i agree with him for most of the movie to be honest until you mm-hmm. realize how far he wants to go with it but i personally i'm not a big fan of the actor but yeah, it's really that the culmination of it. It's really, are we going back to that where the baddie is just the hero again? Like I have a yeah, list yeah. on my computer where every time they do it, I write it down. <laughs> and it's yeah. stupidly long. It's so many of them where they just have no imagination for what the villain's going to be. It's just, just yeah. Like he was cool as himself. Um, just let him be himself. He doesn't have to dress up as a Black Panther. Yeah, for sure. That's how I felt. Because yeah, his motivations for taking the throne and, and their whole, the conflict within the the uh the world itself and people like needing to be loyal to the traditions of the throne and all that and, and that yeah. kind of conflict. like it was all really cool and interesting um but then it was yeah i was just like okay it's one cat man versus another cat man um, but, <laughs> well, but at the CGI same time <laughs> the the world was really cool the costume design was incredible the action scenes i felt were some of the best um, really okay yeah for sure and and seriously, the one shot that just got Bethany and I was when he was running through the streets of Korea and the car pulls up behind him and he leaps up and right. the suit sort of morphs onto his body and he's like plants himself on the car. Right. Um, okay. Black Panther style, I thought just looked super cool. 
as was a, it as not a, the bit with the, the CGI rhinos? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <But>, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. With the Star Wars problem of people riding CGI creatures. Yeah, jeez. Have we still not, not there, guys? We're still not there. <laughs> Um, I went uh, back actually no, to see it last night. It was really well. enjoyable. I, I think it has, um, yeah, like really good standalone um, sort of qualities about it, uh, and and I can see also why um, socially it's so symbolic and important. I think hmm. some of the kind of messages were very on the nose, mm-hmm. but I, I understand it, and I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I went back. I went because uh, Haruka sadly is is uh, stranded with me in London. Um, so, <laughs> and she said to me like she wanted to come see Infinity War, but she hadn't seen many Marvel movies, and she wanted to, like she loved Homecoming so much, and she loved Ragnarok. She wanted to see some of the newer Marvel movies because she hadn't really enjoyed the first one she'd seen as much, like the original Iron Man and the original Avengers hadn't done it for as much. So I was like, all right, well I'll take you through. Let's. I'm going to re- be rewatching almost all of them anyway, which now has ended up being all 18 pretty much have rewatched has wow, she seen stupid. the incredible hulk no nobody has just <laughs> you and me um <laughs> i'm going back to that actually tonight i'm quite excited um but uh yeah so i took her to see it because we'd gone through all of the essential ones for me that i was like these are essential ones for character progression not necessarily for infinity stones but just for you know characters you need to know and where we're going to end up where people are and stuff and she was like, well, I want to go and see Black Panther just because it's so big and it's still in the cinema. So we went last night. It was my second time. And I was slightly more lenient on it this time. Like, I was... Uh, yeah, like, there, was a, there are a lot of messages it's trying to deal with. And there was some that I hadn't quite picked up on the first time, um, which I do kind of like. It's got good intentions, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, it's, you know, I think it's an incredible... I think it's, for me, it's like Wonder Woman in that it's a very important film. Um, but unlike Wonder Woman for me, which completely excuse its message black panther does follow it through um i think there's things it could have done to tell it better um but particularly which i don't want to spoil it if for the two people who haven't seen it yet but there's a bit at the end where i really feel black panther needs to kind of admit his mistake a little bit um and he doesn't instead he's too much of a hero in the final moments for sure Um, but for me, the problem is, and Haruka, we went, we go and see these films and then we sit down for like two hours over dinner and talk about them and pull them apart. Like only <laughs> asshole creative people can <laughs> when you haven't made it. Um, yeah, and she kind of felt the same way. We're both like, we really respect it. It's not obviously aimed directly at our particular cultures, um, her from mm. Japan and me from England. Um, so it's impossible for us to judge certain elements of it, essentially, and you know how they might feel for you if it is aimed more directly at you. But our problem with it is just more simply as a film. Like we just try to objectively look at it as a film, and to both of us as a film, it's like it's fine. That's really how we both. Yeah, feel yeah. For and sure. I still feel about it the second time. It's like it's fine. There are bits I really enjoy. There are bits I really think are stupid. Um, I don't. I don't actually like the action. I think Black Panther is far better shot by the Russo brothers in Civil War, which is why I'm very excited yeah. to get back to Infinity War. Because for me, Winter Soldier, Civil War, like they direct action so much better. Um, that's with true a lot more rawness so i'm really excited to like see black panther done by them again um but yeah yeah it's it's fine <laughs> i'm not i'm not i really for me i'm making my list right now as i'm going through because i'm watching like two a day i'm scoring them and trying to put them in an order so i can really critically and it's been interesting like i've always thought winter soldier was my favorite and we watched winter soldier and civil war two nights back to back and 
they're, I think they're both actually. I think I was a little bit let down at the time with Civil War, but going back to it now, it's like it's it's a really fucking good film. Um, Interesting. It's it's like it's does different things much better than Winter Soldier, you know. And Winter Soldier does some other things better. It's like it's, I think they're both equally good in different ways. Um, Disagree. But yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly like how I felt like the first couple of times I watched it. But like when you really watch them back to back, like it's interesting. Um, but yeah, Homecoming and Guardians of the Galaxy are still my two favorite for sure. Um, In that order? Um, I don't know. It goes back and forth. Pro- probably just Guardians and then Homecoming um, and then Civil War or Winter Soldier and then Ragnarok. They're my top five. Um, so far so far hoping that might change tomorrow <laughs> really am um lee sorry have you been watching anything you've been doing anything uh kind of just auditioning and all that kind of nonsense i had a couple of days filming a um there's a new british christmas film that's coming out this christmas Ooh. so it was filming in the sunshine in hertfordshire um <laughs> which is not really setting up for Christmas, so it's quite weird being on set with all these Christmas decorations and things like that. And then they had a yeah. really weird summer heat wave. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. It was only it was only a small <laughs> role, but that was quite that was quite good fun after nice. a, a quite a couple of months. So that was nice. Uh, and then nice. saw saw a quiet place last week. Finally caught up seeing that and Ooh, absolutely loved it. That. Yeah, um, it was great. Really enjoyed good it. Film. Did yeah. it spook you? Um, it was more, uh, I see it as more of a thriller than a horror. And I think well, I, I, spent, I see it more as a porn film is what you're going to say. It's more, more, it's more erotic film. to me. <laughs> Everyone's very quiet. Well, it's just Krasinski with a beard. You know, that's, that's, that's me. Sort he's a, of. he's a handsome, kind man. He's not a bad looking chap, is he? Um, mm. but no, I, I spent the whole film just kind of gripping my knees, just being like, oh my God, it's just, it's that kind of atmosphere. Um, it does that incredibly Ooh, well. So. Gotta go see that. I didn't like the ending. Didn't like the ending, but I won't talk about it now. Obviously, if you've not seen yeah. it, but, the last um, thirty seconds. It's me. very abrupt, like. and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great film. Great film. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. It's too late, Alex. You can't close your ears after the fact. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Um, does it end? Does, does it, it end with John Krasinski shaving off his beard, and then it's like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> just straight into credits. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Jim from the office. No. Yeah. I've, as well as watching all the MCU films, I've been watching all the Romero's Living Dead films. And yeah, this is going to be my little plug for it. You can go over to weirdgeeks.com or subscribe uh, through our iTunes to Weird Geeks, the horror channel. And right now, me and Haruka and Christina Masterson are watching all of Romero's Living Dead series. Um, so you can check those out. Uh, roped Christina into another retrospective, eh? Her first horror. Her first horror. <laughs> How's she finding her it? Fir- I tell you what, after the first one, I don't want to do too many spoilers because I want you know, people to go and listen, but after the first one, she said she much preferred it to Star Wars. Um, wow. I don't know if that's how she well, felt after the second one. <laughs> well, that frail friendship that her and I have has truly, <laughs> truly been destroyed. You could just keep inviting her to things. fact. And she'll just keep not turning up. I hope you'll invite her to Solo and she won't come. Oh, Brilliant. I will. And I will expect the rejection. <laughs> <laughs> I did also watch a film called Sorority Babes at the Slime Ball Bowlerama. Ooh. From 1985. Was that that is. video clip you sent on WhatsApp? Uh, like oh, no. Slime that was a, Monster. 
with a naked no, woman. No, that was no. a different one. That okay, was um, that was what was it like? Oh fuck, humanoids from the deep. That was. Yeah, I watched some good films. <laughs> this is the problem with me. It's like I either watch like really ridiculously like pretentious, stupid art house films or I'm watching, yeah, Sorority Babes at the Slime Ball. <laughs> Both have value. It's fine. F- funny films I've ever seen. Um, and very, I want to I wanna get into God of War, but um, mm. really quickly, just in a, a slightly... Because I do want to each week like be able to say something from our little worlds and what we're doing creatively. Um, I had a weird thing this week, so I was feeling really, I was feeling pretty down and stifled. I wasn't like I was watching too many Marvel movies, not getting outside <laughs> enough, and um, and I'm finding it hard to exercise here because I'm right in the middle of London and you can't run around the blocks here; it's too busy. Mm. Um, so I just get like just eat too much and feel you know a bit trapped. Um, and I'm always burdened as a creative person by all the projects that I've started and never finished. So me and Haruka were sitting down and Haruka was like, well, how many films have I been? She was doing a competition. Who have you worked with the most, basically? Is it her, Christina, Alex, Tanro, like different people, Shannon? So we're counting the films. And I said, one of my biggest pains is like with Alex, we did three in a row um, and two of them have never come out. (laughs) One one was never even flopped. That's how good my work is. (laughs) (laughs) And with Shannon, and I'm here to listen to this, with Shannon, I've worked on four things. I've worked on more that are kind of just test things, but four proper things, none of them have come out for various <sighs> reasons. Either they haven't been able to be finished or they were finished. And then for legal reasons or reasons to do with Hollywood, I'm not allowed to put them out yet. Um, like they're just stupid reasons for stuff. And it really bothers me. It really does. Like it gets to me. Um, so I've been going back to all my old projects and trying to see what can I do with any of these now that I have a little bit of a gap. Is this any I can finish? Um, unfortunately, the one of the ones that me and Alex worked on, Colorblind, can't really ever be finished now. It's like it's just too too late um, for that project for mm. many reasons. Um, for effects and music licensing and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but then there's yeah one me and Alex did work on, which I haven't quite got back to yet, which I know before we were looking at turning that into like a 10, 15 minute mood piece um, rather than the sort of hour and a half movie it once was um and with shannon there was a few as well and so i went back and there's one that i shot called girls um and i think this is the first time i talked about it on the podcast um and it's basically sort of like a theater piece Ooh. it's just shannon yeah, and haruka that. uh just talking um essentially but with a weird kind of camera setup and we spent ages on it i've forgotten how much time we put into this and we shot it about two years ago now um and after we shot it because it's a single take thing we had some technical problems and they really fucked it up so i got into post and i was like great like there were certain things not to criticize certain members of the crew but there were a couple of key mistakes made that really fucked things um and it got me really down at the time and then we went into production on my feature so i kind of didn't have the time to to fix it and i thought it was going to cost too much money but coming back to it now i hadn't watched it in almost two years as well like at least a year and a half and I came back to it and I said to Haruka, you know what? It's been long enough. Normally you don't like to let an actor see their takes because it's hard for them to be objective. I was like, it's been long enough. I'm going to trust you to be a bit objective. So I said, have you ever got to see your takes before? And she said, no, she's never got to pick a take. So I was like, all right, I'll sit with <laughs> you and we can watch the four cool. or three really versions of this and see which one you like. Um, and we did it. We watched three, splitting them up with other stuff we're watching for our night. And we both agreed, I think, I hope, on <laughs> the same one. Um, and it was one of those really lovely things where you're kind of down on yourself and you look at it after being removed from it and you have all these new ideas for how to yeah. quite simply, quite cheaply make it work. And 
we're both actually like looked at each other because we're always down on our work we always hate anything we make and we just looked at each other and we're like i kind of both like it <laughs> like it's i think it's pretty good That's and definitely nice. for the actors like it really like they're both so good in it um so i got all pumped by that and sort of came up with a plan and then i went back to this other show which i'm not allowed to mention the name of but um we're trying to turn into a feature and we'd shot a 45 minute pilot for it it's actually complete and finished and we weren't allowed to put it out because of um yeah we weren't trying to tarnish the brand of the film we're then trying to bring out later and that's kind of the stupid way hollywood works if something's old then they don't want to yeah. buy it it's got to be fresh and i went back to that and i just cut out 15 minutes of it with like fresh eyes you know and i really i like it now <laughs> for the first time and this is something that we shot back in like 2013 um so ages ago and i've just been sitting on it and no one's been able to see it and now i'm like there's a half hour version of it which we're gonna like have to pay some money to get the music licensing on because that's the expensive bit of it but it's just like finished and i'm like look it's still dumb and stupid but i'm not embarrassed about it anymore kind of i'd like i think it works and that's awesome man i guess what i want to say to you both is kind of it's rare that with a project that you work on you get to like do it and then go away and then come back years later and really be pretty objective because you're not emotionally tied to certain things anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And for both of those, for me, it's what I think it's going to work out really well and definitely in the credit. Like there's things in, in that project where I was looking at it. I was like, why the fuck didn't we edit that out? That's just so stupid, <laughs> um, which now is so obvious to me. And I know on the Star Wars podcast, I, I've, been very mean to george lucas about changing stuff in his projects that were already released but but when something's not released um and i'm not really changing it i'm just taking stuff out of it you know to make it work better um i don't know like have you guys had any i mean i know alex you wrote something which again i won't name check but you wrote something that we were kind of looking at shooting at some point um Mm -hmm. do you ever like with that project for instance do you feel oh it's a shame that we didn't just go and do it or is there any part of you that's like, you know what, if we decided like next year to do that project, maybe coming back to it, you're going to objectively do something better with it? Or Yeah, abso- absolutely. That, that particular project has often um, sort of come back to me and, and had those exact thoughts. There's times when I'm like, we should have just found a moment and just gone out and shot it. And then there's other times... Uh, where I've gone back to it for different reasons, either to sort of, because I'm, I'm sharing it with other people or whatever. Um, but I actually haven't in a while, but there's times now when I have thought about it, where I know that through just progressing as a, as a writer and writing more and, and reading different things on, on screenwriting and, and just honing the craft a bit more, I, I think of that. And I think there's, I already know in my head like ways that I could sit down and and sit down with Ty who I wrote it with and uh, really tighten it up or hone it or make it more interesting so I feel like if it got to a point where it's like cool we are going to make it I I feel having that time and space I could look at it completely differently Um, yeah um, but, but it's also I think it's that thing of just like yeah, it's 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 knowing like okay, are you happy sort of with the bare bones and the skeleton of that? Is it is it is it going in and tweaking things or is it like completely restructuring things, changing things? Because then I think that can um, 
I don't know. Like, that's a bit George Lucasy. He's, like, going in and just being, like... Yeah. Completely adding stuff and not necessarily... Because I feel like with what you're doing, you're going back, and yes, it hasn't been released yet, but you're going back and going in and tightening things up and and being objective and, and less emotionally invested so that you can remove things, whereas his issue's always been like, well, actually, I wanted to add this and this. Mm. I just got this head, like, <laughs> this is going to make it so much better. And it's like putting more stuff on top that's... Well, I think it's that like is a difference in the opposite that's direction. interesting. It's like, like you're saying, when you're writing, you can go away and come back and add or subtract. And I think mm. it's... You know, it can be positive and it can be dangerous because with writing, it can just never be finished. Yeah, it can never end. Yeah, for sure. But what I like about filming is once you've shot, you've shot. So unless mm. you've got the money to go back and reshoot, that's what you're stuck with. And I've always yeah. kind of liked the energy. Like, the you know, two of my favorite things I've made were done in 48 hours, basically. And I like that energy of just go and do it, just get it done. Mm-hmm. And you don't have time to overthink. You just be creative. Yeah. Um, but I think like, I like the idea of doing it like that to begin with. And then if you can, which normally you can't, get away from it until you can come back more objective to then know how to utilize those things. And the problem with George mm-hmm. Lucas, I think he was always trying to add to something which is finished, essentially, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Whereas if you can come back and actually rip apart something that's finished and take stuff out like that, you know, and normally I find that is the thing. It's like, just takes more stuff out and it gets better. Yeah. It's not normally yeah. adding in that makes something better. It's normally taken away, I think, with films. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Anyway, no, it's just been a really yeah. interesting week for me with that stuff. And it, I, yeah, it's very rare you hear someone go, you know what this film's missing? An extra 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Remember when it went through that spat where it was like the unrated versions of every comedy film where <laughs> they would go yeah, to the cinema God, exactly. and they'd come to DVD and they would just have like an extra 20 minutes of crap yeah. that the director never wanted in there. Yeah. Like, more boobs, more beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Anyway, I just want to talk about it because I know, like, a lot of. Uh, yeah, if there are any creative people listening, they might hit similar walls. And I just found it an interesting thing for me this week to go mm. back and realize oh, not everything I've done is as terrible as I think it is. If you can be a bit objective about it and allow yourself to. But I guess the same, the same thing with that. And the thing I find is knowing when to walk away from something. Is yeah. something a bad idea or is something just something that needs to sit and be reworked? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. it's, I mean, Al, is that something you you deal with, think about, you know, when you're trying to trying to work with something and you, don't, you find it's not working? Well, that's what and, I mean. I think genuinely two pockets of very controlled time for me personally. Okay. And I think it's different. for So for me, I think the perfect structure is, yeah, do a bubble of incredible creativity, just get for it, yep. do it. And then ideally get some time away and then come back into another bubble, which has, yeah, a, a, a line in the sand. Right. Just like very condensed time again. Um, so it's two very creatively forced periods of time, but with some objectivity, objectivity in between. Yeah. Kind of thing. Cool. Um, but that's not for everyone, obviously. All right. Talking about other creative ventures, one of the most uh, accoladed things of the year has been God of War, which is getting stupid high reviews, getting (laughs) people from different companies coming out to congratulate the creators. It's public love it. The critics love it. Um, It's been called the game of the generation, um, which... People are already Whoa. talking about PS5. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting time. Well, you say it already. I mean, it's five years. We're five years into the generation. That is we are, yeah. pretty long, isn't it? It's crazy. Um, and all my PS4s, even the pros, are whirring very loudly. 
I swear <laughs> mine sounds like it's going to take off whenever I play God it's of War. Ridiculous. It's ridiculously loud. It's crazy. Like I'm sitting I've got my pro here playing God of War and I'm playing it digitally so it doesn't even have a disc in it. No. And fuck me. <laughs> I'm just suddenly I have to stand up I'm like is someone vacuuming somewhere in the house is really mm. confusing. The problem is though like when you play on the um the Xbox, the X, it's like it's silent, isn't it? Pretty it's much silent. Quiet. The Xbox X is really quiet. And you just sit there in the menu in God of War on my Pro, and it's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I I hadn't uh, I hadn't um, turned on my PS4 in such a long time. This is the first yeah. PS4 game I played in a while. Yeah, that really caught me by surprise. Starting it up, and it was just like I was like, "What is happening? It's broken." I left it in the I left it in the cupboard for too long. <laughs> I was trying to play because I just finished uh, The Last of Us like a month ago, and I was Katie was like asleep, and I was trying to play it, and I couldn't because like we're in a hotel room, and it's like it was whirring so loud, I couldn't hear what they were saying, and I didn't want to turn it up too loud, you know, to wake her up. I was like, "You're fucking kidding me! This is ridiculous." I have Doom on the Switch and the PS4, and I'd rather play it on the Switch because it's silent. Just because it's silent. Very nice. Very nice. We have a guest. Um, <laughs> that is a very cute. Very cute uh, cat you have there, Alex. <laughs> I avoided the Not, obvious. Oops. Yeah. Not well um, all right. So God of War. We've all put a few hours into this. None of us have finished the game yet, I'm presuming. I'm probably about six, seven hours in. Yeah, I so might be, yeah, maybe five, something like that. Yeah, I'm saying about the same as Alex. Um, and you can, you can like, apparently it takes like 25 hours or something, but you can really just like bottle through it. Um, or you can go off and really explore. I don't know about you guys. I'm I'm really really exploring um, as yep. much as I can. So you know, like I'm, we're not going to give any spoilers in this, but you know, like that first big open area that is quite wet. <laughs> shall mm-hmm. we say? Yep. <laughs> um, I spent so long just like yeah, going to all of the things you can explore around there and doing all the side stuff. Yeah, me too. I did the exact opposite. You're just bottling through. Did you? Yeah, my other <laughs> half was watching me play it, and they were like. Why, why are you ignoring everything else? I'm like, no, no, I must continue this story. I'll come back <laughs> later. Well, you can, can't you? Because it is kind of Metroidvania um, in terms of picking up powers, coming back. Mm. You know, you're a, you're a big god hulk of a man who can destroy huge leviathans, uh, <laughs> but you can't clear those brambles around that chest. <laughs> you need to yeah, exactly. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are we feeling though? Uh, Alex, you're brand new to God of War, aren't you? This is your first experience. Absolutely. This is my first experience. Um, I think my first kind of, the first time I knew about God of War was seeing your, your little Kratos. Um, didn't you have like a statue in your flat in London, like six or seven years ago? And even then I was like, I don't know who that is. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, and then obviously, bald, man. yeah and then with the build-up of this game when was it first shown at e3 like two years ago wasn't it yeah yeah i remember thinking that looked pretty pretty awesome so yeah coming in completely fresh even playing it though i found out that uh bethany my wife had played one of the earlier versions oh really she's like oh i've played this before i was really good at it and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> I just love you a little bit more every day. <laughs> Did you um, find, because you were asking me before you played it if you should know any backstory. So I just like sent you to the IGN, whatever it is, mm-hmm. seven minutes, summing up the previous stories. Do you think you would have been fine just jumping in for people who haven't ever played or is it useful to know something? Um, I think I think I would have been fine. 
but it certainly just gave me a, a greater sense of context and and there were like a few things that that are mentioned or that were said that i was like oh okay like i get that and but i i feel like you could you could drop in completely new to the series without necessarily any background um but yeah another thing you said to me leading up to it was that um it's been touted to be as good as the last of us which is in my top three so i <laughs> i was like whoa that's a that's a big call i'm just saying what so, other yeah. people have said i was quoting reviews yeah. uh, i had not played yeah. it obviously at that point so it was just uh lee do you have any history with god of war yeah i played the original and then i played god of war 3 on the ps3 that's probably the one i have the most experience with and right. um aside from the same lead character i mean the game's are very very different and i just think mm-hmm. um in terms of backstory all you need to know is he's a very angry man who hits things um <laughs> and that's kind of all you need to know really about kratos and then you can just go into this new one not knowing anything else really i don't um, i might I, I don't know i kind of disagree like i because i actually what i've been surprised with playing this is actually how similar it is to your god of war games but i think we'll get to that in a minute um but what i mean it's obviously very different but it i'm finding it what's surprising to me the most is just how similar it really is like how it is definitely a god of war game do you um, oh, okay but we'll get there okay. um but it's <laughs> uh, for me i definitely i did play the first three games um to completion actually and i don't really like those kind of games i don't like hack and slash games at mm. all um but there was something about the spectacle of them they were so big i mean he was a terrible character terrible and i don't know if you know alex but he's infamous in the computer game world for being the worst character (laughs) in video games because all he would do was shout 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 a bit more and then occasionally have threesomes with hot naked ladies in bed like and with quite explicit like boobs out scenes (laughs) like very weird stuff and that's what he was known for um he was just a big old chauvinistic lumpkhead and um but he had this very tragic backstory to him and I will say, starting this game, having experienced, you know, a bunch of that backstory, it did give me immediate, like, it feels cool when it's like, well, his son doesn't know any of this stuff. Okay. And we mm-hmm. know, you know, where he's come from and what he's been through and how, why he just seems tired. Like, he seems really tired in this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I, as I feel tired, so I can only imagine how tired he feels after the stuff he's been through. Yeah. Um, and that was the first thing I really liked about this game. It's just, like... I think, you know, the voice acting's really good, but it's definitely still Kratos. You know, he's still got that kind of gruff, you know, overbearingly male voice, which I don't think it's quite the revolution that people have been talking that it is. But no. um, but there is a sensitivity there in how he's directed and the single cut camera definitely helps. Like you have to linger on moments, you know, mm-hmm. rather than cut away from them, which I think is cool. Um, but yeah, Alex, are you are like... How are you finding in the story and the gameplay and just the mix of everything? You know, I, I've been really surprised. I mean, I knew it was going to look stunning and and really pretty, but there was still a part of me having kind of just knowing, I guess, the, the history of the franchise where, yeah, my, my impression going into, into it was that it's going to be just a very pretty hack and slash game. And that's going to be the whole momentum of it. Uh, and then so when you yeah mentioned those reviews that compared it to The Last of Us, I was like, well, that's kind of surprising. Like, aren't, aren't I just going to go in and just, yeah, kill and fight monsters all the time? So to come in and then have 
yeah moments that do very much echo last of us um and even uncharted in the sense of like a stillness uh, a sense to kind of explore even though it's still in a very sort of directed confined manner but most importantly like the relationship between him and his son and like the thing that i loved and which i loved about the last of us is in these moments of stillness when you're exploring um little conversations are triggered between them and and you see that dynamic and that relationship and i always really enjoy that kind of additional sort of narrative detail and it it gives a far more immersive experience so for me it's been a real surprise in that sense that it's like that there is um way more depth than i was expecting to this game um um, is that the HDR or? Pardon? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've I've been pleasantly surprised. Um. But but yeah, it definitely has for me those kind of comparative sort of feel to it to to Last of Us and Uncharted in that sense of like structurally of like here's a bit of action here's a bit of a fight now here's a bit of stillness go explore do your own thing here's here's the dynamic of the relationships and the characters will give you a bit more of that and here's more story here's more action and it's kind of yeah and then and i've been really really impressed with um the the fluidity of it all of like cutscenes into action into you playing into another cutscene. like really really impressed with that um how do you feel emotionally me, then compared to the last of us is it resonating with you as much or is it you know um not yet not yet but i still feel that i mean with the last of us that builds as well mm-hmm. your kind of emotional investment in in joel and ellie and that that really grows so that by the time you kind of you're midway through that story you're just like totally with them so i feel like it's it's developing it's not quite there yet um i think another thing with the last of us was that it was in a more um relatable and and real and human world you know what i mean and so when you were walking through bits of the city and they had like small details of things that families had left behind or little things that like were in people's rooms and then Joel and Ellie would talk about them. Like that was just very, very affecting for me throughout the, that whole game, especially yeah. playing it through a second time where I was like, okay, I can not worry about the action so much. And so, so I don't know, maybe that's going to get there. I, f- I certainly feel already at the, at this early stage, very invested in, in the relationship between Kodos and his son and, and that sort of wonder of like, how is he going to reveal his his yeah. story to his son and all that? So it's it's cool. It's been really really surprising, and yeah, and it hasn't disappointed as far as um, how it looks. It's pretty stunning. Um, although I will say this: the water doesn't look as pretty as the water in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd agree. If we're doing Water Watch, <laughs> it goes Sea of <laughs> yeah. Thieves at the sea top. Sea of Thieves, absolutely. Then Assassin's Creed. And then, yeah. then Kratos. <laughs> um, it is crazy though that we're talking about God of War in the same, you know, realm as The Last of Us. Like that's something I definitely never thought was gonna would happen in my lifetime. Um, so Lee, you you were like definitely 
yeah scrunching your face up when i was saying the surprising thing to me is how much this does feel like a god of war game um why is that because to me god of war has always felt like a bit of an arcade game and there's been kind of no subtlety to the combat i mean then obviously it isn't with this because you're smashing an axe into someone's head but um (laughs) you can get through god of war by button mashing generally the older ones and um it just always felt there wasn't really much kind of combat depth to it. Whereas this, it feels more like a, a Bloodborne or a Dark Souls without the extreme difficulty. Um, in the sense of you really have to consider the enemy's attack patterns. You have to really get good at blocking. Um, and I keep dying over and over because I just forget to block. And I forget to take advantage of all the different mm-hmm. moves that I've got. And you actually have to think about what you're doing a lot more. Whereas God of War, I used to sit there and just button mash until you know I ripped the guy's head off and then I'd be done. And that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like they've kind of... I don't know, in, in almost every respect, they've grown up with this game. Um, I saw one review talk about the dadification of games. And like, you know, as, as, people, <laughs> as people who are playing them and people who are making them are growing up and the industry's growing up. Um, and I think this is kind of a, an example of that. Every aspect of this feels more robust and more mature. Um, yeah. I will so. 100%. I'm really glad you said Dark Souls because that was, that was my weird note throughout this mm. playing. What I've been playing is, well, this really reminds me of his Dark Souls, um, but with a story. You know, I mean, Dark yeah. Souls has a story, but it's hidden in the world. This is obviously a story that's guiding you through. Yeah. And it's been re- that was really shocking for me. And I've been shouting at my TV quite a lot. Like, I'm glad that you said you'd been dying quite a bit because, like, just before this podcast, I was trying to get through a bit and it was infuriating me. Yeah. And I was like, am I really mm-hmm. that bad at video games now? Like, a lot of it is fine. And then I'll suddenly hit these little pockets where it's just like, fucking hell like you really have to yeah consider everything you're doing learn the attack patterns like remember what type of enemy that is and how you have to do it otherwise they just will obliterate you very quickly um i think combat wise it throws quite a lot of you very quickly early on and the way the um unlock system works you know you can unlock new moves and and uh different things with your armor and everything like that that's all explained very, very quickly in very kind of um, in yeah. little text boxes. And it, mm-hmm. I felt a bit overwhelmed while all of that straight away. Yeah, same. Um, same. And I think you have to take your time a bit and you have to look at what your moves are and how... Um, and you get... Diff- like when you defeat certain enemies, you get extra tips added, don't you, about how yeah. to defeat them. And I think you actually do have to go through and look at that and really consider it. Um, yeah. And... As I've started to take my time a little bit and not treat it like a God of War game, I'm doing better at it. So no, I agree. So I agree with you. The combat, the combat is, mm. yeah, is way more Dark Souls than classic God of War. Um, to play, I think to look at it, it's very God of War. Like it yeah. looks to anyone watching you like you are just maybe hacking away, and you know these cool things happen. Um, but that's not how you're playing it mechanically. Um, and obviously, I don't mean the story, how they approach it. It's way more somber. It is way of more Last of Us, like we're saying. Yeah. But I've just, I have been surprised with how, you know, there are still these, there are these huge chests lying everywhere. Like battles <laughs> do just turn up all over the place. And that's what I mean. To look at it, it still looks like classic God of War. Sure. You know? uh, Kratos is still an angry motherfucker. He's just a tired, angry motherfucker. Um, there's like, you know, the walls that you climb up. Like everything that you have to interact with, there's always a little button prompt. Uh, which I don't really yeah. need the button prompt on everything, you know, but it's a little bit, it is like God of War was always, like you say, quite arcadey. Mm. Um, and I still find a lot about this game, which I know a lot of reviews I've been listening to have been saying what they love about it is it's progressive, but it's also very, very, very video gamey. 
Um, yeah. And I don't like things being very video gamey. So, mm-hmm. like, the my problems with The Last of Us were the video gamey bits of it. Um, and, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here which still feels like, okay, kind of like Uncharted, you know? Like, Uncharted 4 yeah. is about as good as that kind of thing could possibly get. And The Lost Legacy as well. And I don't really know where you go after that. Because they kind of, like, perfected that corridor video gamey narrative action. And now we kind of are in the dawn of we expect something different. And yeah. I feel this is kind of in the same realm for me. It's kind of like, okay, this is like the perfection of tropes that were invented really in the PS2 era, um, which is when God of War began. And it's doing everything pretty much as well as I could imagine you doing those tropes. But I, I'm not as interested in those tropes anymore. So I'm really enjoying the game. Yeah. Um, and I'll definitely play it through but it's not this masterpiece for me. Like for me, it is this, this is a really great game, but it's certainly, it's not got the emotional impact for me of The Last of Us, which for me, like I know what you're saying, Alex, like that increases as you go through, but I immediately love Joel and Ellie, like straight away, like straight away. Mm -hmm. And with this, I like Kratos, but I don't love him. And that little kid, it's like, they've done this great job of him not being an escort mission. You know, he's Mm. always helping you out, which is great. And he just appears on your back when you're climbing things and stuff, (laughs) uh, which is nice because you don't have to wait for him to get stuck on walls or whatever. But I don't really like him. I have to say, I think I feel really heartless, but I could quite, if he happened to die in my next fight, (laughs) I wouldn't lose any (laughs) sleep. (laughs) I'm not, I just don't, I like solo adventures in games Mm. i don't like someone else being around um and in the last of us was an exception because the writing was so exceptional and in this i just think it's very good i don't think it's exceptional writing um Mm. so i don't know some Um, of the scripts does feel quite heavy-handed and uh really sort of beating the player around the head just to hammer home certain points like i can't count the amount of times that kratos has gone to put his hand on the back of his son's you know, shoulder, oh, yeah, and yeah. then stop, stops himself. Like, <laughs> know. you know, yeah, I, I yeah. need to prepare him for the world, so I can't provide any physical or emotional support. And it's like, yeah, we get it, we get it. <laughs> it was lovely the first time. The first time exactly. was such a great moment. Yeah, and it's like, stop yeah. doing it. Stop nearly touching your child. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, visually, it's it's stunning. Like it really is. It's a truly beautiful game. Um, and we're in an era right now of some incredibly, incredibly good-looking games. Um, I just have to say, like, just pressing the button to return the axe to his hand, that yes. will never not feel amazing every time yep. you do it. You feel like such a badass mm-hmm. every time. And I love that you yep. have to press the button to do that. And I love that you forget about it. It's like you'll yes. be fighting and yeah. suddenly you're like, and you go to hack someone, you're like, fuck, where's my axe? And then you realize yeah. you left it somewhere. And then as you and do it, like, it comes through them and like knocks them yeah. over or yeah. something. Yeah, oh. that's what I loved. I yeah. remember doing that yesterday for the first time where I called it and it just like hit two guys on the way back. <sighs> oh, that so was well. exciting. <laughs> do you miss though, Lee? Because I tell you what, I know, and I think I'm just not quite there. What I have heard with this game is it gets better and better and better and better the further you go through. So I'm excited for that. Um, and I know there are big things that happen in it, but no spoilers for Alex, but with the old God of War games, the real reason to play them was... The scale. The unbelievable scale. Yeah. So, you know, like, at that first open area that we are talking about, there's a very large creature. Um, The games would open with things that big or bigger and you having to destroy them. Yeah. And 
you would be like you know running along them having to climb them sort of shadow colossing them at points and then doing lots of you know button prompts for stuff doing qtes yeah and like the second one for me was the one that really blew me away the first time i played it and then the third one just got even bigger but the second one like you start in this i forget which greek uh, city it is but then there's those huge iron statues you know that the greeks used to make but like massive massive ones that tower over the cities and i've always found them quite scary because they have hollow eyes you know yeah and one of them just suddenly comes to life and starts like walking through the ocean and like destroying the city and you have to take it down and it's so fucking impressive and i appreciate with this game they're going for something more serious so we're working way up to hopefully some things like that um and i'm not looking you know online to see spoilers uh, so i don't know but i'm hoping that that that. creature in the in in the kind of area yeah, that area i'm hoping that that is just uh kind of a hint as to what's to come because when that appears I really hope, yeah. I, that's a that's a really incredible moment i think yeah mm-hmm. and it starts to speak to you and it's just a, it's and i was ready an to kick moment. its ass <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and i was happy that they went the mature route yeah but i was also like oh i do miss that because that's what I want from if a God Kratos of War game, wasn't so tired he would have jumped straight up there and got him in the eye wouldn't he I mean, let's be <laughs> yeah honest, he wouldn't, he wouldn't care happened. he wouldn't care how nice anything's being exactly um, so yeah I'm hoping for something huge like that because that is for me when I think of any God of War game I think of those ridiculously big spectacle moments absolutely um, and I'm hoping they can find a way for that you know? um, okay okay so we're all we're all enjoying we're all going to keep playing yeah, definitely going to keep so. playing yeah okay yeah. Awesome. All right. I'm going to move then. Unless anyone's got anything else to say about God of War, we're all happy. Uh, happy I need happy. to play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I don't. I don't need the teleporting little blue man. <laughs> That's something else to say. Who is everywhere? I'm hoping at the end you find out he's just got lots of cousins and he's actually like you know it's a family. Have, have you met his? People. This is not a spoiler. Have you met his brother yet? Uh, I don't think so. There's a character trait with him which is actually very, very funny. Okay. And it's constantly okay. referenced, which you, uh, you'll appreciate, I think. Okay. It's good. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to move into our mid-tro, outro. This is because nobody listens to the end of a podcast to find out where you can go to support us. And we do all of this for free, put in lots of hours, puts in lots of money to get our podcast edited and get it all up online. And we'll never take adverts. We'll never do sponsorship because uh, we just do this because we love it. Um, so you can support us by going to weirdgeeks.com, weirdgeeks.com. You can email us through that website or just mail at weirdgeeks.com. Um, you can also go to all our social medias for weirdgeeks.com and branch out to iTunes or go into your podcast little tab on your iPhone or whatever you have um, type in weirdgeeks we literally I think this week it's going to happen finally where we'll have four different subscription channels so you're going to have weirdgeeks uh, for everything geeks just for this topical show and then the weirdgeeks movie channel which have all our horror retrospectives that go up every single Friday right now we're doing Night of the Dead and also our movie ones like we're going to be doing Infinity War this Wednesday um and it's we're kind of killing ourselves a little bit with that one we're going to try and be the first infinity war podcast that's going to go up because we're going to be reviewing it from england eight hours ahead of most people um and yeah we're going to split that into non-spoilers and then spoilers uh halfway through um so you'll get all that stuff and then there's the weird geeks just the horror channel if you just want a horror retrospectives we've done friday 13th the nightmare on elm street invasion of the body statues a texas chainsaw massacre child's play hellraiser Ooh, other stuff too, probably. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, and while you're on weirdgeeks.com, why not hit that little black tab that will take you through to weirdtessellate.com. They are a publisher, production company, run off London, LA, and Tokyo, where we're making feature films, short films, albums, and soon, actually, computer game apps, uh, which we'll keep talking about on this podcast every week. All right. So normally, this is where we do releases. We're skipping releases because... It's all about one film this week, and there aren't really any big video games coming out. Although I should say that um, the PUBG has its second map is going to go live on Xbox uh, today. Um, so that's quite a big deal. Um, must go play. Yes, must go. But yeah, the big film, of course, that everyone's running in fear of is Infinity War, the culmination of 10 years almost to the week of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, now they do this a lot originally Avengers 1 that was a culmination it's all been leading to Avengers 1 and then it was Civil War it's all been leading weirdly to Captain America 3 Um, and now it's Infinity War but this really is because it has been Thanos right since the beginning Infinity Stones right since the beginning and here we're going to get what they're touting as the end of that but is it? that's one question I want to ask because there is another film another Avengers 4 is coming next year um, and that is the second half of this movie now for people confused, it was called Infinity War Part 2 originally. And then they stripped away that title. Now, Kevin Feig has come out and said he's kind of wishes that they hadn't stripped away the title. The reason they did it is because they didn't want to start talking about the next film when people should be excited about this film. Um, and he says they've made that mistake before by talking about the next film rather than the one that's about to come out. Um, and it's kind of backfired because instead everyone's going into it. Well, then why did they take away the title? What's the title of the next film? And then the Russo brothers who have directed both like did this tweet where they said you should be scared of the title for the next infinity war film uh next avengers film because it's you know gonna probably say whatever happens in infinity war i don't know um so kevin feig's kind of regretting that um but the question is (laughs) is this gonna be i mean after watching this film tomorrow night at midnight it's the longest marvel movie yet it's like two hours 36 minutes i think or something like that two hours 40 minutes is there going to be an ending to this film um I think there's definitely going to be a huge cliffhanger and you're going to have to wait till the next year because there are two films in between, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. Now, Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s, so it does not take place after Infinity War. And Ant-Man and the Wasp has been claimed to be taking place before Infinity War. It takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. So neither of those two movies are going to interfere with the timeline. It's going to be Infinity War and then whatever the next one. That's, they're the next two you know, history points. Um, so the big question is uh, who's going to die in <laughs> Infinity War <laughs> now there are actually people like people are taking proper bets for this stuff um, we're not going to do that we're not going to do money is it, is it actually confirmed that someone is going to die in this, this film I'm well in the comics people die there have been a few Infinity yeah. Wars so they have done different versions of it um, okay. and some people die after the Infinity Wars from the fallout of it um, yeah that's what I was going to ask you actually leading into this how much has the MCU um followed kind of comic the comic book uh sort of storylines um i mean they do their versions like ultron extremists civil war but they do their own spins on it from you know what's been happening in the mcu because civil war for instance that was more about unmasking heroes and when it was a huge thing whereas in the um film it wasn't about that at all you know so they do change it but they take the core idea of something um, so do you think that gives people a little bit of insight as to who might die in this film 
Or does okay, it give so, you any insight into who might die? Well, okay, here's the thing. The only hint that we have, I think you have to ignore the comics. I do. I think more pressing okay. is contracts with actors and how much they cost to keep them going. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that sure. tells us more. But the only hint we have is in a film that nobody likes to talk about because whenever I talk about it, everybody has bad memories of, even though up until Black Panther, it was the biggest grossing Marvel movie, which is Age of Ultron. Um, so the second Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, it, at the time, I remember that film felt like, oh, it's not doing much for the actual overall story. Now it, you realize, oh, it's set up actually everything. It's set up countries. It's set up so many characters, like loads of stuff in that film when you go back to it. Um, but a big thing it did set up was right at the beginning, Iron Man, Tony Stark, has he's touched by Scarlet Witch when he's near an Infinity Stone. And he gets this sort of vision of a future where they're in space and he's on an asteroid and all the Avengers are kind of lying at his feet, either bleeding out or dead. Um, and he's okay. And he walks up a step and Thor is there. And Thor's just about alive and reaches out and just holds him and just says to Iron Man, like, you could have stopped all of this. And that's what then makes him go and create Ultron in Age of Ultron, basically. Um, that's the only hint where it's one of those things of like, is Marvel, I mean, is that just a vision? Or is Marvel actually going to be ballsy enough to recreate that exact scene, but do something else with it, you know? Um, like, because obviously all the Avengers aren't going to die. <laughs> um, that is not going to happen. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's many hints in the films of who's actually going to not be around. Um, Interesting. So we're kind of stabbing in the dark. Now I've got some people, I'm going to read out what people are telling us. So I asked our friends um, and people online to tell us who they're betting on. Uh, Haruka Abe, she says Nebula is going to die. She's from the Guardians uh, universe. Uh, and she thinks Hulk. Thinks the Incredible Hulk is going to die. Um, which is a bit of a wild card, to be honest, because Hulk is basically indestructible. Uh, Craig Coban, um, a friendly critic from Canada, he thinks Captain America and Hawkeye have even, even odds on both of those two. Uh, one would definitely have more effect on people, I think, than the other. <laughs> For starters, yep. Hawkeye hasn't actually been confirmed yet to be in this movie, uh, which is very strange. Uh, my online friend, Alexandra Rowe, says Iron Man uh, is his top bet, and then Captain America, if not, uh, but Hawkeye will definitely die early on. <laughs> um, I think everybody just wants Hawkeye to die. I think that's mm, what's happening mm, here. Mm. Uh, our dear friend Alison Holland said, or oh, she doesn't actually say who's going to die. She says who will not die. She says not Chris Pratt and not Spidey. That famous Marvel character, Chris Pratt, will not die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, our friend and co host of this podcast, Adrian Ald, says Vision. <laughs> he thinks Vision's going to be the one to die. So. That's actually an interesting choice because Vision's pretty new, invented in Age of Ultron. One of my top two characters, maybe, actually, in the Marvel Universe, uh, or three characters, anyway. I love Vision. Um, but it, it, he is literally created and powered by an Infinity Stone in his forehead. And we know mm -hmm. uh, that Thanos is the whole point of Infinity War. So there are six stones, three are in space, uh, and two are on Earth, and one nobody's seen yet. And Thanos from the trailers has two in a glove at one point and is putting a third one in so we know he's coming like uh, the obvious probability is the beginning's going to be in space pretty quick he's going to get the three that are in space pretty easily 
Uh, Loki has one, so he's going to just probably try and trade it with him. Um, and then he's going to be coming to Earth to get these two. And that's kind of the setup for the whole film is basically the Avengers are not letting him get those two. And if one of them's in Vision's head, there's a shot in the trailers as well of him trying to get it out of Vision's head. So, yeah, Vision could could go. Wait, and does Doctor Strange have one? Doctor Strange has one as well. Yes, yes, yes. But not attached to his body. But yeah, he yeah. Has like, that's like the amulet around him. Yeah. Um, the only thing with Vision is his contract's pretty new, Paul Bettany. He hasn't done that many films yet. So, And I, they sign you up to a whole bunch of movies. So when they're probably going to not be able to afford Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth and the OG crowd for much longer, you're yep. going to want to keep those contracts. Uh, Tamro thinks everybody's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but Love then Tamro. Vision is going to resurrect all of them. Which <laughs> is an interesting suggestion. People could die, but then be brought back in typical comic book fashion. And they could be brought back, but with new actors, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no. um, and our dear friend, Justin Macaroni Maraconda, he also says Nebula um, from The Guardians. Uh, and Meek, who we won't get into spoilers for Alex, who is from uh, Ragnarok. What about you guys? Do you think anybody's Interesting. Uh, I do. I've, I realized that most of my picks were based on just the people that I was ready to say goodbye to, personally. <laughs> <laughs> so Hawkeye was on my list. Oh, Clint boy. Um, yes. Black Widow ask, was on my list. What is the, what, what's the hate for Hawkeye? Why does everyone hate him so much? He's just stupid. Oh, He's okay. just useless, isn't he? Fine. The problem is he turned off in the first Avengers movie and he wasn't super powered. Um, he's played by an actor who, bless him, doesn't have that much charisma. And <laughs> he doesn't really... He's not a leading man. He's like, he's fine. And he just shoots his bows and arrows and not even that well. And he's brainwashed through the first movie, sadly. So he's introduced and brainwashed. And then in Age of Ultron, they do a joke about it because they all get brainwashed. But Hawkeye turns around and says, not again, I've had that happen and I'm not a fan. Amazing. Um, and then they try to make him cooler in Age of Ultron by calling him Clint instead of Hawkeye. <laughs> And yeah, then he's, he's been missing for a while. So, yeah. yeah. Hawkeye. I had Hawkeye, Black Widow. Um, oh, you think Black Widow's I, going? I definitely think Iron Man's going to die. Ooh. I feel almost absolutely certain that Iron Man's going to go. And I'm happy to see the back of uh, Robert Downey Jr. But again, <laughs> that's, that's just personal. Really? Um, You're not a Robert Downey fan? And lastly, I think... I really don't want Captain America to die, but... My gut and heart is telling me that he will. Mm. I also think the Winter Soldier will die. And that's it. Those are my picks. Yeah. I know. I remember there was a time when people thought Cap... Because we, we went through this a bit in Civil War when people thought people were going to die. No one died in Civil War. Um, mm. This one, definitely some people have to die, I think. But yeah, my worry is it will just be the inconsequential characters. It's like, yeah, I think Hawkeye could easily die. It could be why he hasn't been announced yet because he could show up in the scene and die straight away. Um, yeah, I do think. Uh, who's that last one you said there? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think Bucky. Yeah, there was a point where people said Captain America is going to die in Civil War, and then Winter Soldier is going to take over as Captain America. Uh, but he just doesn't have the charisma. Like you can't replace Chris Evans mm. at this point. Um, yeah. So I think Captain Winter America, I realized, is my favorite character out of all of these films. It's weird, isn't it? Because, yeah, when I was watching these films with Haruka, she didn't like Winter Soldier as much because she just said, I don't really like Captain America. He's too goody-goody. And I was like, that's so weird because I've never liked Captain America because he's too goody-goody. But in the Winter Soldier, yeah. 
he's fucking badass. <laughs> like he's got like <laughs> yeah. context to him and he's kind of, he's not bad. He's not like an anti-hero, but he's got edge, you know? Yeah. And then that carries into civil war too, <laughs> when he's Definitely. just like, well, you're doing it all for the fucking wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. Badass. See, I don't know if they're going to be, my worry is you always want things to have big consequence and whether it's a computer game or a film, these companies always shy away from really taking that risk. So my worry is like, are they actually going to kill anyone big? Like, I really hope they do. I think you're right. I think if it's anyone, it's Iron Man. Um, just because he's been around for 10 years. Robert Downey Jr. is getting on a bit. And he's the Yeah, just to expensive. go to what you were saying. Yeah, the expensive part. Like, he, imagine how much they're going to have to pay him for like another yeah. five films or something. Exactly. It'd be insane. So as someone who kind of sits outside of this, it, it, you know, I'm not seeing a huge amount of these films. Like, for me, the obvious choice is Iron Man. For all yeah. those reasons you're just saying, and yeah. uh, you would hope you would hope they would do something that would have a big impact. Yeah, and that way they could go back to like that vision, but have him then like you exactly. know sacrifice himself or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think Cap is going to die. Um, they have to keep some of the old stalwarts going. Um, I don't think Black Widow is going to die because she's one of their few chances to have a female lead in a solo movie. Um, and I don't mean Han Solo movie. <laughs> um, Doctor Strange, definitely. He's not going to die because he's new pretty much. Black Panther's 100% not going to die because he's now the cash cow. Mm-hmm. It'd be hilarious if they'd shot Infinity War with him dying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick Fury's going to turn up. Like, he could easily buy it. Like He hasn't been around in a while, Samuel L. Jackson. So like he could, he could go. Um, I don't think any I of think the Guardians... I think Bethany said Loki... Yeah, Loki. Yeah, I 100%. I think Loki might die right at the beginning. I think they might put stakes in the ground of Loki bargaining with Thanos and then Thanos kills him straight away. Like, that's genuinely what I think. Mm-hmm. is like opening kind of scene, like first couple of scenes is something like that. Just immediately go, look, we're going to have consequence in this film. Yeah. And then they don't for the most of the film. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see Rocket Raccoon or Groot or Star-Lord dying at... I mean, maybe they could kill Drax, but I don't know. I don't know if they want to split any of the Guardians up. They've got Volume 3 coming out in a couple of years' time, so... Um, but they will kill, like, those new ones, maybe, like, Mantis and stuff. And I mean, all of the little side characters, any of them could go, really, but who cares, you know? Um, yeah, and Vision, I don't think they will kill him. Like, I, I don't think... Oh, because they show it in the trailer of Thanos trying to get that Infinity Stone out of his head... That's what makes me think they're not going to get it out of his head. Like, he will be yeah. the one that keeps... That'll be the Infinity Stone. I think the Soul Gem will turn up, which is the last Infinity Stone. And they might get Doctor Strange's one, but I don't think he'll get uh, yeah, Vision's one. Mm. I, I also think that um, Batman, Superman, Aquaman, The Flash, and Wonder Woman probably die too. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Just to put the final nail in the coffin of the DCU, EU. That was the last bit thing was people like, is there going to be a secret cameo in this film that no one knows about? Because, you know, there aren't enough characters. There are like 64 characters in this film. Mm. There aren't enough. Um, Because, you know, Disney have now bought Fox and have finally acquired the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Wolverine, like all of those characters that the MCU hasn't been able to include. The problem is those paperworks are still happening 
and Infinity War obviously filmed a while ago. So yeah. I don't think anybody will turn up. But if anybody did, the one that I'm most hoping for and that would be most realistic would be Silver Surfer. The Silver Surfer would Ooh, like, he's an intergalactic yeah. hero. He's really, really cool. Um, and I think he would make sense. It was a shame the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer movie was so shit. <laughs> Terrible. Other than the Silver Surfer. Because I was very Surfer. excited for that one. Yeah, he was I think cool, the Silver Surfer in it is awesome, but the rest of the films, yeah. Um, I would love a Hugh Jackman Wolverine cameo in that sense. Just because yes. he's cool. Post-credits, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, Wait, every, everybody there, dies. Didn't, didn't Hugh Jackman, even though he's said he's retired, the character say that he would yeah. come back yeah, yeah. in one of these films? He said now yeah. that that's happening, he said he would happily be, come back to be a part of the MCU. Um, which could well happen. Could well happen. Or everybody dies, and then the post credit scenes is Deadpool breaking the fourth wall yes. and just saying it was, it was all a joke. <laughs> he just like closes <laughs> yeah. the comic Steps book out or shower. something. It was all a dream. <laughs> like those 10 years didn't count. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, Lee, you're coming with me tomorrow night to see this movie. Did yeah. you sorry? Did you place a bet? Did I miss it? I, well, just Iron Man because Iron Man. My okay. my in depth knowledge is well, it's not in depth. So you know, Iron Man for me. All right, I'd so be I've really got you down as Iron that. Man. Yeah. Um, I've got Alex down as Winter Soldier, Iron Man, Captain America. <laughs> Captain America is, I don't want him to die, but I feel in my heart he will. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, who else did I say? Winter Soldier, Iron Man, you said Black Blacks. Widow, and Hawkeye. Widow. And Hawkeye. That's a lot of deaths, buddy. I'm just getting rid of the waste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Although Iron I Man, like- Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, I don't even... Oh, well, yeah, I don't even think Hawkeye's going to turn up. I'm just going to go with those two. Iron Man and Winter Soldier. And little people, but nobody cares about. No one cares about the little people. Yeah. What about Thor? I mean, Thor could go. (laughs) (laughs) No, everyone just starts crying. (laughs) No, he's got a couple of films left in him, surely. So, well, yeah. Now that Ragnarok's done so well, they've realised. Oh, (laughs) we were doing it wrong the first two films. Now we know what to do with him. Um, although how you get him because literally so one of the reasons with no spoilers alex to watch ragnarok <coughs> is it it uh does a couple of things that do set up infinity war but the post credit scene quite literally leads into the beginning of infinity war um not in necessarily in a big interesting way but for me it's like how on earth back to back is the comedy elements of that gonna work going straight into infinity war <laughs> does everyone yep. just sober up as soon as they see thanos <laughs> and it's like oh the party's over guys <laughs> um all right so it's kicking off the summer infinity war even though we're in spring um but yes summer keeps getting earlier with these hollywood blockbusters uh and there are a whole bunch of other movies i don't want to dwell on this too long but i just wanted you guys to pick one film i'm gonna read that list in order of the big summer films that are coming to see if the what else is exciting you so on May the 18th, we're getting Deadpool 2. On May the 25th, we're getting Solo, a Star Wars story. Not in its normal Christmas slot. So six months after the last Star Wars film. Weird. Uh, and we'll be covering that on our Star Wars retrospective podcast. Meet Alex and Christina. On June yeah. 8th, we have Hereditary, the A24 horror film. On June the 8th, we also get Ocean's Ooh, 8. Cool. 
On June the 15th, we get The Incredibles 2. On June the 22nd, we get Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. On June the 29th, we get Sicario, Day of the Soldado, the weirdest spin-off ever. <laughs> on July the 4th, we're getting The First Purge, which is actually going to be our next retrospective after Romero. And on Ooh. July the 6th, we're getting Ant-Man and the Wasp. Then on July the 13th, we're getting Skyscraper. Have you seen that? Uh, oh, that trailer is... Ooh. Oh, yeah. The Rock. <laughs> With one on July the t- He's a hard worker, bless him. On July the 20th, we're getting Mamma Mia. Here we go again! Exclamation mark. On July the 20th, we're getting Mission Colon Impossible Fallout. <laughs> on August the 10th, The Meg. And on August 24th, we're finishing off summer with what could be a a complete bomb or it could be the biggest film of the year other than Infinity War, which is Slenderman. What uh, what are the picks for you guys? What are you really excited about this summer, if anything? Which all look like shit. The Incredibles 2 for me. Why? To be quite honest, because I just... um I just I, I loved The Incredibles. I think it was the I think it's the absolute high point of Pixar is The Incredibles and uh, I'm just really intrigued to see what they do with it now because they've not had like a really massive film in a while. They had Coke. Well, actually Coco. Coco was quite big, wasn't it? But, yeah, it got big. Yeah, it got big. Um but yeah, just really intrigued to see what they do in that universe. Yeah. Yeah. That your that's your one. That's the one. That's my one. That's my one. Okay. Not even anything else close with it. Well, apart it's, from Mamma Mia, here we go again. I mean, that's I knew it. the top I knew of everyone's that, list. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, that goes without saying. Without saying. I watched that trailer last night with Taruka in complete bewilderment. I like turned to him and I was like, I don't understand. What is the conflict here? <laughs> <laughs> what is the story? It's got Everyone's it's got just Cher having a good I time. Mean, what, what more could you want, really? Um, what more conflict is there than share? I, I, I actually, yeah. I'm quite looking forward to Ocean's 8 as well. But then it's got James Corden in it, which is going to make me want to pull my own eyes out. So I don't know. Really? Yeah. I'm not a James Corden fan, I have to say. Okay. But you're a Rihanna fan, so. I'm. A <laughs> yes, I'm a Rihanna fan. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Rihanna the actor, not, not yeah, the singer. Not the, not the singer. Yeah. Very different talents that she has. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Battleships she was in. Mm. Oh, she was awesome in that. That's, so good. that's right. I think Go, on performance. Go on YouTube and watch the video of all of Rihanna's lines from Battleship edited together. It's fantastic. Brilliant. I'm going to do that. Ooh. So good. Love it. Alex, what's getting you pumped, my friend? Um, there's probably three films. Uh, Deadpool 2, because mm. I had such a fun time with uh, the first one and the trailers for this seem just as <laughs> fun and I just like all the digs and all the other comic book films and the bit yep. that made me really laugh watching the last trailer was him calling um Josh Brolin Thanos yes I thought that was <laughs> so, good. Like, so good um yeah that was really funny um looking forward to Solo obviously if you've listened to the retrospectives or maybe listen to me in some of these podcasts as well you probably know that um, I haven't sort of been very accepting of this film and felt that it was <laughs> very unnecessary to to do backstory on on, on Han Solo and and yeah. Um, however, the trailers just look it looks really cool. There's there's still a part of me I watch the trailers and I'm like that doesn't have to be a Han Solo film. Mm-hmm. These could be new characters and it would be awesome. So there's still that bit that grinds me a little bit, but there's also visually I'm just like, okay, this this looks cool. But then there's also bits where I'm like, but then it's directed 
by like <laughs> by like 20 people <laughs> yeah it's like so how's it gonna all fit so i'm very curious um so that and jurassic world it looks I've, I've the first trailer i was like nope this just looks stupid and then mm. you were saying i was like yeah but it's just like b-movie trash it'll be fun and and that's how this last trailer looks. It just looks ridiculous. And I heard a thing with Chris Pratt recently where he's like, yeah, we're trying to to um, match the tone of the originals. And I'm like, no, you are not. <laughs> Maybe the third one, but definitely not one or two. Uh, so, But it just looks so ridiculous, so silly that I have to see it. I absolutely have to see it now. I am so oh, pumped yeah. for Jurassic World, man. Like, it looks so <laughs> stupid. I'm so excited. It's stupid. Yeah. It's like... What, but what I realized, because I was talking about it with Haruka last night, because uh, we're both like... She's a big dinosaur fan and Jurassic Park fan. And yeah, what I realized is I remember for nearly... You know, when they finished Jurassic Park 3, Spielberg was trying to get a new... A, like, part 4, like a trilogy going for a long, 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 long time. And it went on for like 15 years. They kept going into production and stopping, going production, stopping and trying to tweak scripts until eventually Jurassic World came out, which was essentially kind of like The Force Awakens. It was like, you know, a, a reimagining of the first film in a way. Um, and I remember, weirdly, it suddenly hit me, the story that they used to have, there was something, I'm pretty sure the volcano was in there. There was a disaster that happened on the island to do with all the dinosaurs having to leave, for sure. And then the whole setup was getting all the dinosaurs off the island into the world and it was going to be about the world being basically taken over by dinosaurs so then that the trilogy but at that time sam neil and jeff goldblum were going to be the two trying to like come in to save the world um chris pratt was probably not born at that point <laughs> and they was going to set up a new trilogy that could potentially lead it was from leaks it sounded like it would lead to like an apocalyptic world eventually of just like dinosaurs around the world and you know not many people left um which i was always really pumped about and as soon as I remember that yesterday watching this trailer, I was like, maybe they're doing that. Like, maybe this is them setting up. Like, maybe the end of this is the dinosaurs are winning kind of thing. Um, yeah. Probably not, but maybe. Um, they, I, this just looks... I mean, I'm shocked they've shown so much in this trailer, but it looks really cool to me. And I'm constantly having to remind myself that this is the director of my favorite horror film of all time, The Orphanage. <laughs> this is the director of a really beautiful art house horror that film. is a beautiful film um yeah and i shocking. did not know that that shocking. is uh that's interesting <laughs> here we are uh yeah i'm really excited for jurassic world i'm really excited for the big dumb films like i can't tell you like i've waited 15 years for them to finally make meg and it looks as dumb if not more dumb than jurassic world um mm -hmm. and i just wish they're both out the same week because i want a double bill of those two monster movies <laughs> um i have read three of the books a long long time ago they are terrible albeit kind of similar to jurassic park like they have sci real science in them um and i love megalodon so like i'm just yeah super super excited to see that and yeah solo like it's again me and haruka were talking about it and she said that's the one she's most excited about, even though she knows that's the one she's going to be the most angry about. And I can't <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. It's like, point. for me, it makes no... Like, my problem with that, for, all the trailers for that, is none of them have sold me on Han Solo, but they've sold me on yep. the world and the universe. Because mm. um, for me, yeah, visually, it, it kind of hits the sort of tone of Rogue One in a little way. Yeah. Like, it looks gritty and darker, and there's just some stunning shots in those trailers. Like, no. really, really stunning shots. But yeah, I agree with you, Al. There's at no point you're just like, it doesn't have to be Han Solo. 
Yeah. <laughs> not even in comparing him to Harrison Ford, just in uh, his character doesn't seem that important in the trailers, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but it still bug- bugs me so much that this is only really a, like, he's, he's almost the same age as Harrison Ford when he played in A New Hope. So it's like, there shouldn't, mm-hmm. if you m- make him a teenager or something, you know, like, I don't understand why you'd pitch him at the same age, basically, and try and get away with that. That really bothers me. Another um, thing to, since we're, you're opening up so a can of worms. <laughs> um, is is what is clearly becoming a Disney sort of staple in structure is is that each of these new films has to have the accompanying quirky droid. Yep. And as in this trailer, it's like here's a new droid. It's not R two. It's not BB eight. It's not K two S O. It's this new one. Mm-hmm. I don't know its name yet, but it's just like clearly fulfilling the same roles Ticking as all box. of the others. And what yeah. annoyed me is that was the voice that stood out for me in the trailer as terrible. And it worries mm-hmm. me because I've always liked the droids. I've always been annoyed at the formula, but I like them. This yeah. one, that voice really pissed me off. So I had to go and check out who the actress is. And it's the girl who plays the lead in Fleabag, that kind of big UK right. TV show. Um, oh, is that what they've done sat- with her? Oh, yeah. no. Okay. I sat, next, I sat next to her at a restaurant actually a few months ago uh, yeah. in London and I could, I could have stopped it. I could have stopped you could have because already I can tell how much her voice is going to annoy me in this film. Because I love her as an actress as well. I think she's brilliant. And if they're going to stick her in a really annoying droid, that's really yep. quite bad. Stick her in the droid. Oh dear. I also don't get. There's a lot of tentacles in space. How do you go from Han Solo having these kind of adventures to A New Hope, and still anything in A New Hope phases him? He's like, I faced yeah. fucking giant squid krakens in space before like none of this is scary <laughs> to me krakens. you know <laughs> they always have to make it too big on prequels it's like it doesn't make sense just calm yeah. it down guys calm it down just having i'd watch him just having a poker game against donald glover for an hour and a half quite happily for sure uh, uh it's actually a game of sabak not poker thank you thank <laughs> you i would just watch the whole film though just him basically winning the millennium falcon <laughs> like that would mm-hmm. be that would be fine by me um, Alright Those are the films of summer We need to get on with this stuff Because we've got to wrap up fairly soon um, So we'll, yeah alright So we're going to get out of here We're going to go into a Far Cry uh, final thing With spoilers And I mean Lee's going to take off any second now uh, I did actually say I don't know where to do it now and I was going to very quickly tell a very silly story To do with Far Cry Which is I don't know why It feels like a confession <laughs> um, Do it this came because uh so this is with me and katie so when me and katie my girlfriend first started dating was about four years ago and far cry 4 had just come out at that point uh or was just coming out and we spend quite a lot of time apart in different countries and do a long distance relationship and at the beginning of your relationship you skype all the time you know uh in long distance stuff and then eventually you don't skype as much and then you're trying to like talk on the phone but you kind of have that much to say to each other eventually you know when you're years into a relationship and you kind of know <laughs> what you're doing anyway um but you want to still talk to that person so what we found was playing some online video games really 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 helped uh because we could do something together but then you could still catch up and stuff and talk and you know say what we're up to but without the pressure of now we're looking at each other on skype all right say everything that's going on in your life and far cry 4 was a huge thing in our life like we did so much of that game together even though at that point you kind of had to repeat what you're doing separately but anyway game mechanics um and it, it was one of the best best gaming experiences in my life it really really was 
And when this one came out, we'd spent years being so excited for this game coming out. And it just happened to come out at a time when we were going to be apart again for a couple of months. Um, so it was working out perfectly. And the weird thing happened with this game, we've talked about it for a few weeks now. I know you, me, uh, sorry, you, Alex, me, and Katie uh, were having different, you know, variations of the same kind of feelings about it. Um, and me and Katie, I think, are a bit more down on it than you, but we're still just like ravenously just going into it. We're just like, I have all these problems, but I can't stop playing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened is um, I just, I pretty much, I mean, I tried to save the ending for a long time, um, but I just burnt through so much of it. Just like couldn't stop playing. Katie did it, you know, even quicker. Um, I know you went really quick for it as well. It's just one of those games where it's just like, you want to keep playing. Um, mm-hmm. And me and Katie had one session in this game where we actually got to do a proper co-op thing. We did, I think we did two, but one proper session, you know, where we're playing for a good few hours. And um, it was, I think it was one of the reasons I kept reaching out to you, Alex, to say like, do you want to play online? Because I played with Lee and no offense Lee, but it's tons and tons of fun. But Lee runs around with a grenade launcher, just blowing everything up. And it's not how I like to play. So it was fun to do, to see a different way to play Far Cry. But if I'm playing online, what I really, really love playing with Katie is that we both... She likes to get out a rocket launcher, but she also likes to be stealthy. So, like, we'll wander around the world together. You take out, like, you know, you sit on different hills. You scope it from different angles. Tag everybody. Map out a perfect plan while sort of whispering to each other over the (laughs) mic. And then, like, one of you will creep in while the other one's, like, covering certain areas to take out the alarms. And then, like, take... I'm talking about outposts, obviously, mostly. Um... And it's so fucking satisfying to do with someone who's trying to do it like in that way and like working together like that. It's, it's really fucking cool. And me and Katie weren't getting a chance to do that. And I hadn't really thought about it. And then I had a shower the other day and it suddenly hit me that I was right at the end of the game. Katie had just texted me that she'd finished it. You know, there's still a few side things, obviously, or a lot of side things, but outposts were done. Main thing was done. And I started crying. <laughs> I started literally, I started like welling up and crying because it suddenly hit me that this thing that I was so excited about for literally years had come and just gone. Mm. And it was going to be probably another three years until there's another Far Cry game and another opportunity to do, to do it in that way. And it, it upset me so much that I had just like burnt through this game um and it's partly so you know i can talk about it on podcasts and stuff like that you know um and kd had done the same and it really just like it really hit my heart it really hit my heart so much that really me sweet. and her couldn't experience it in that way and didn't get that that thing that we've been looking forward for so long we both just got too into it and just like burnt for it and and i haven't even told her this yet so i'm gonna wait till she's here and then make her feel guilty about it like, <laughs> <laughs> um but no, it genuinely breaks my heart. It really does. I mean, I like playing with friends and Alex, yeah, like I hope we can play at some point. Lee, I know you're going mm-hmm. now, so I hope we can. Um, and it is like, I will say like, it's it's so much better when there's new stuff to still find. It's that discovering mm. stuff together in a game that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to play with Katie and I'm sad now. <laughs> <laughs> that's my weird Far Cry confession. <laughs> this I is love it. Being on my own and watching too many movies. You get sad about it. <laughs> Um, Lee Hello Dear sir We're going to let you go now So you can talk about Far Cry Because you haven't played more Far Cry yet Um, 
Bye, Lee. It's been lovely having you. Thank and you, guys. Listeners can hear your voice again uh, on Wednesday slash Thursday when we're going to be putting up our Infinity War uh, review. Whoop, whoop. Uh, so just have to wait another couple of days and they can hear your dulcet tones. Until then, though, where can they stalk you? Uh, stalk me on Twitter, Lee Comley ITV, or on Instagram, uh, which is just Lee Comley. And if you're Ali, then you can literally stalk you because you still haven't turned off the tracking device on your phone. It's, it's, and sh- it's just quite comforting and- knowing that Ali could, you know, if I was ever in trouble, I could be like, Ali... You know where I am. Come and get me. I mean, she, she I know sends she's, me. She's in LA, but still, she sends me little images every now and then, going, "This is where Lee is." <laughs> He's not moved in two days. What's wrong with him? It's really perturbing. Uh, thank you so much, man, for joining us. We appreciate Cheers, guys. It. Hope you can join us on more podcasts. I'll see you uh, soon. Off you go. Fuck Bye. Off. Bye, Alex. Um, I know we don't have long, so let's just get through quickly. Uh, the, yeah. Really talking about the ending I mean we've given our opinions on the game I don't think they're going to radically have changed that much But let's talk about the ending of the game Big big spoilers here for Far Cry 5 uh, All the endings of the game We're going to talk about very quickly here Yeah which one did you choose? <laughs> I chose, I mean I did You know, I tried to be the good boy So I did the no I'm not going to let you get away And then as he said like that's yeah. selfish I thought oh yeah you probably, probably are selfish um, So I did that one where yeah You have a series of stuff happens Quite a lot of serious things happen so he's like mm-hmm. got all your friends there. Um, he's saying very serious things. And then I was kind of distracted because there are people with green mist over their heads behind him. While he's saying Hypnotized by the bliss. Yep. Uh, then a storm kicks in. So a storm, let's just go through this quickly. So you did this ending as well, yeah? Yeah. So this big yeah. storm suddenly kicks in like a whirlwind around mm-hmm. you with lightning and shit. Um, and this is before he kicks over the barrels that happens. So that's like, that's real life. Then he kicks over yeah. the barrels and we get blissed. Um, that's yeah. what I call it. Um, and then we basically get a bunch of spawn events where I was basically just a medic because I was running around panic trying to save all my friends who kept dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really panicking. Yeah. And I didn't really kill anybody oh, the whole time. I was like that until I realized that some of the friends that I would save would also then save Mine the weren't. People. That's the thing. I mean, I've had a lot of what bugs they? in this game. Mine were not. They were just standing there <laughs> doing nothing. Right. And I was like, God's sake, guys, I'll be a medic. Yeah. Um, then the bliss ends. Then bombs go off, atomic bombs. Um, and then we basically get a sort of another Call of Duty sequence where we're driving through mm-hmm. fire, but to rock music, which was a strange choice yeah. I felt. Do you get rock music as well? Is that in the game or is that just what the car is? Like, I don't know. It was I think weird. I got rock music, yeah. Uh, then the car crashes and everybody dies, but you get sort of, you crawl out and get dragged to a safety bunker by him. Um, sorry, by jo- fuck Joseph John J- Jacob Joseph, yeah Joseph Joseph is that the John main seed? One? I don't know, but the main seed. <laughs> yeah, I get to, why give them three J. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, and then yeah, you have this scene of you waking up and you're in the bunker and you're basically stuck in the bunker together with him saying, "I told you this is what was happening," and him saying it's God's wrath and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel? Was this a good ending for you? Um, I was surprised. I was really surprised. I I, I liked the twist uh, and that it ended that way. Um, I guess leading for me, the thing was was that it was just the the whole campaign felt very short for me. And I right. think the only reason why it felt short was that 
I had come off the back of Assassin's Creed, which is obviously branching more into RPG sort of style, and that was just such a long campaign. Plus, there did huge amounts of side missions where I finished the campaign. And I was like, there's chunks of the map I haven't discovered, uh, and there's so much more to do. And this kind of all was like, was the opposite of that. Um, right. So I was like, oh, damn, I've reached the end. But then I felt, yeah, I, I put down the control and I was like, whoa, fuck, I did not expect any of that. I, I liked it. I liked that twist for sure. Um, what what is your interpretation? Yeah. Okay, so I really like the bunker thing. I like you both being trapped down there. I think that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. I have, I mean, not to repeat stuff I've said on other podcasts, I have a huge problem with the tonal shifts in this game. Like, I don't think it works at all. I think it's actually a disaster. I think yeah. it's a car crash of tonal shifts. Like, because when they're talking, when the, the Seed family are talking, it's always really serious, well-written, well-acted, well-animated, and then everything around it is just stupid, you know? Like yeah, right. the green cloud mist behind a driving through the fire to the rock music or coming out of a cutscene and then, you know, you're just your bears biting people's legs off while you're like got a guy like just stupid stuff, like, you know, the whole game is about silly fun. And then there's very yeah. serious story scenes which just feel like you've changed channel, basically. You mm-hmm. know? Um But I like the bunker thing. The stuff before that I'm interested in your interpretation of it because to me, because there's a lot of debate about it going on online. To me, I was looking at, okay, when are we blissed? Because that's when it gets surreal. But the storm does start before we're blissed. The bombs just seem like bombs to me. That does definitely doesn't seem like anything from God. That just seems like yep. he set off bombs to prove a point to me. Yep. Yeah, that, that's, was, that's how I interpret it. Was, yeah, because the, the whole storm thing... At first, yeah, my first impression of that was like, yeah, am I blissed out and this is a really bad trip at this point that the the head seed guy is manipulating? Um, yeah, or is it, it... Or And then I was like, or is this going to go down, yeah, the route of like, this is the rapture and this is God and mm. we're going to have to just accept that. Um, but then the bomb thing, I definitely... Yeah, for me, that was like, okay... There's some kind of bomb thing going in here. And the thing I realized, I don't know if you've noticed this as a detail, when you finish the campaign and you go back into the world, um, you'll have parts in the radio. Because obviously, it, I guess it, it it rewinds you prior yeah, that, to that Well, event. sort of. Like, sort like of. He's then gone. You can't re-kill him. And I do like that the yeah. menu screen changes to apocalyptic afterwards, which is cool. Yeah. So a thing I noticed then when you do go back in, I don't know if you've noticed this, is when you you are driving around on the radio, there'll be these little cuts to newsreels of like, uh, it'll be like, oh, the US is testing nuclear weapons here or something. Or it'll be really? like, oh, uh, um, this country was doing atomic tests and tensions right. are rising. And it plays this whole kind of bigger external political thing that's happening. But the world's which, not burnt out, is it? Like, it's like, not, but it sort of it, it it kind of implies that there is this rising tension, um, and that there are these things going on in the background politically mm. that could influence those events, and then I guess slightly tie into the seeds message of like, yeah, the government's going to fuck us up, and it's going to bring bring about the end of days kind of thing, right, right, um, right. Which I thought was a cool little deal detail post sort yeah. of all of that and campaign to kind of start to throw in. Um, but yeah, it just I, seems a little bit hard. Like again, though, like one foot in each pool, you know. 
So he's like, well, we won't need to keep yeah. playing because it's a computer game. We're not obviously going to re-render the entire map, but then we can throw in mm-hmm. these other things where it's like, yeah, like you say, that is cool that they've done details like that, but then it doesn't work with necessarily what's happened kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah, there was a part of me that was like, oh, this would be great now if we do get to just hang out in this burnout. <laughs> yeah, if it's like New Game Plus, like post-apocalyptic. Places for, it's like Fallout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just do a new skin. It's that easy, isn't it? You just reskin. Easy. Yeah, um, it's easy. Simple. I know a lot of people lazy. do think... They were lazy. They were... <laughs> if there's one thing about Ubisoft, it's laziness. Um, <laughs> they... I know, like, a lot of people... There are a bunch of people who do think it is the rapture at the end. Um, and listening to people talk about it, it kind of frustrated me because I was like, I would love it to be more ambiguous. But for me, it didn't feel ambiguous. For me, it felt... No. The only bit that is confusing to me is, yeah, this storm kicks in just before he kicks over the barrels of bliss. Um, yeah. That confuses me. But everything else was like, yeah, this definitely seems like bombs and how he planned it and bliss and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, I would have loved more ambiguity to be like, maybe it was a rapture. Like, you know, like that yeah. film Take Shelter with Michael mm-hmm. Shannon. Like, have something where it's like, yeah. oh, I don't know if this is actually going to be in his head or not. Like, it would be really cool. Yeah. Do you know yeah, about I the agree other... with you. Sorry, go on, buddy. Yeah, no, that's it. I was just going to say, I yeah for me there was no ambiguity and, and even the way that it looked it looked like a, a nuclear bomb like yeah. mushroom cloud yeah it's proper mushroom cloud yeah. um but yeah it was an interesting way to end and i thought just yeah the final cut scene in the bunker was was kind of cool yeah i like because then my mind was just like imagining them stuck down there yeah. Like, how would that play Eventually out? Eventually getting lonely and just spooning at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you... So, did you, get, did you go on YouTube or anything, see the other other endings for the game? I did. I did um, immediately do that. I looked up the immediate alternate ending, but then also the kind of the Easter egg. Ending. Yeah. Secret ending, much like Far Cry 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get to that one in a second. So yeah, the other alternate ending is that you decide to leave with your friends, you all go away, you're driving away, everything kind of seems fine. Then for no reason, your sheriff friend decides to put the radio on, which is kind of like, I don't know why. This is not an appropriate time. You've gone for a lot. You don't want to listen to some tunes right now. <laughs> yeah. um, and they start playing a song, which you realize throughout the game, you've been conditioned. Uh, that's really in Jacob Seed's area, isn't it? I think. Jacob. Yeah. Well, Only yeah, this, you is the song. This, yeah. Only you has been conditioning you basically to kill everyone around you when you hear it. And the song starts playing and your vision goes red and then it cuts to credits. There are a lot of people online confused about this. I don't see it as confusing. I think it's it's definitely the lesser ending in that it's pretty short. Um, but it's pretty cool. I think it's the cool little horror ending. Yeah. Um, I yeah, like why it. were people upset? I mean, it was... No, just confused. They're like, what does it mean? Oh, confused. It's like, well... It's obvious what it means. You were literally conditioned yeah. in that whole section to do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I liked that. I Watching that, I thought that was really cool. I just, I enjoyed that, that throwback to that section of the game. Yeah. Um, because also when I played that part of the game, you know, when, when you're in Faith Seed's section and it goes, you can... It was very clear because you start to bliss out and, you, and it was like, oh, cool, this is... Like, this is going to lead me into those moments where I'm confronted by her. Yeah. Whereas with the ones with Jacob or whichever brother it was, um, with the only you music, 
every time I kept forgetting about it, that that was the trigger. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, there's background music. And then I'd just be like doing my thing <laughs> I and love then it would get song. louder. And I was like, no, fuck. <laughs> so then for that to be in the ending as well and to make it to trigger that more. similar moment in me of just like, oh, shit, that's it. That's, yeah, they've, yeah. they've, they've still got control. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a cool ending. Um, yeah, and then the, the secret ending is, which I'm glad they have because it should become a Far Cry tradition. Uh, there's, a, there's a great one in four. Um, I don't think there's a secret ending in three. I think they started in four. So in four, it's the famous one at the very beginning. You're with Pagan Min and then he sits you down to eat and then he basically tells you to wait right there and then he goes away. The crab Rangoon, I think he's got the 80. And uh, nobody does stay right there, obviously, because you want to go play the game. And as soon as you realize he's not coming back, everyone gets up and off you go and you just start playing the game. Um, but if you do stay there for, was it 15 minutes? I think it was 15 minutes. 15 minutes, then it triggers the secret ending of the game and you just go away and it's all fine, <laughs> basically. He kind yeah. of like indoct- indoctrinates you in, I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. Ending. Um, this one has a sort of similar one right at the beginning of the game, which is essentially when you're meant to be handcuffing the lead seed um, in his church in that chilling opening, which I do still think is chilling. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah you just don't do it now i remember when it happened i thought oh there must be a secret one here so i didn't do it for quite a while but not long enough clearly (laughs) right Um, so you just don't handcuff him and then eventually uh you will decide that yeah actually let's just let them do what they're doing and you fuck off in your helicopter and that's basically it then the credits roll um it's my problem with this one is the pagan min one's really cool because it works completely in the story you know he walks off yeah yeah and you're just left sitting there and i love yeah, it and he asked just, you to stay too exactly like. if you just did what he said it'll kind of be better in a way um yeah. whereas with this one you're not handcuffing him and then you have like four sheriffs around him a whole ha- like room full of church people his family standing behind him and no one does anything and for like yeah. five minutes you just don't do anything and then every now and then someone yeah. says uh rook you should handcuff him and then you just don't <laughs> yeah. And then he's just standing there with his <laughs> yeah. arms out. Everyone's just looking at you. It's like, none of this makes any sense whatsoever. Like, mm-hmm. someone else would step in and just handcuff him. Um, yeah. They're like, just even a stupid line, like, you, you're the only one with the handcuffs, Rook. <laughs> like, just something. Yeah, yeah, them. I know what you mean. Are um, uh, you going to uh, handcuff him now, then, Rookie? <laughs> Did we forget the handcuffs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> but I'm happy they're trying. At least, I guess to still do the little. Yeah, I do like I do like those little those little Easter eggs, and if like you said, if that becomes a kind of a staple of of the yeah. franchise moving on, I think that'd be kind of cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, overall for me, I I really I enjoyed the game. I you know from the first time we spoke about it, there were flaws in my and and it was very glitchy at points of just how things would respawn and whatnot but but i couldn't i couldn't put it down i couldn't mm. put it down and i just kind of raced through it and i i liked this sort of i felt there was a more seamless sense of uh the campaign missions being tied into uh, overthrowing outposts and stuff like that um but there was also a part of me that was like i wish there were more outposts once i'd finished 
regions like it, it felt like yeah. it was it was all very quick as far as discovering them and taking them over and, and the story moving forward um yeah which just made me sad but i think like i said before that is purely coming off the back of assassin's creed which is just a massive mm-hmm. so i was kind of still very much in that that mindset i guess of of what i wanted from a, a an open world and a campaign um i think that's what's interesting though because i don't play the assassin's creed games anymore for kind of the same reasons but in an opposite way if you know what i mean it's like they're so much bigger but they are so much more empty whereas like far Mm -hmm. cry is very condensed and yeah it's just stuffed full of repetitive things but lots of things and then a few cool secrets um and yeah that's a problem i have like with assassin's creed is that it's so big but it's not like breath of the wild or fallout or skyrim where there's stuff everywhere yeah it's very much just sort of more spread out kind of thing um Mm -hmm. but i agree the problem with the proximity then of far cry is you just rattled through it very very quickly particularly when you can airdrop in on everything and do stuff like that like yeah you get through it very quickly um and you're just kind of ticking boxes off um Mm -hmm. yeah and now i just want more of it and there's all this cool dlc coming but all the dlc is them doing wacky weird stuff which I'm yeah. all up for doing. Like I want the zombie stuff is fun. The UFO stuff sounds fun. The, the Vietnam stuff could be interesting. And they're all tied into characters in the game, which sounds cool. Um, but yeah, just I really want more outposts. And now it's like you say, like now, like um, I hope we, could, yeah, we'll still go on at some point to play. But like um, for I just sure, want to be able to go online with you know a couple of friends and you know try out some new outposts and stuff. And it's like there weren't that many outposts, like yeah rattle through the and, and they're sort of and it felt like the do. scale of the outposts were all very similar yeah i well. wanted more big forts like i remember like i still have far cry 4 i still haven't quite finished every bit and i'm still trying 100 mm-hmm. percent it gradually i go back and me and katie still i'm still like th- that's what i mean the sadness came from me thinking i still have like a couple of outposts i think to do in far cry 4 and i yeah. would go and do those with katie because I think we've done all the ones in Far Cry 5. And I don't know the exact number. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the same. But I felt like there was more um, in Far Cry yeah. 4. And at least more that were more of a challenge. Like big, big places, you know. Like big sort of huge castle kind of places, you know. Yeah, um, for sure. And they really are the most fun thing to do in co-op. Like the rest of it can be fun in co-op. But it's more like just blasting away. Whereas the outpost is all about strategizing together, you know. Um, mm-hmm so i just i wish there was just a dlc thing which was just like we're going to throw in a lot more outposts into the world basically so uh yeah talking about outposts i had so much fun i would always team up with jess the archer the girl with the bow and arrow and um uh the sniper girl they're my two go-tos they're your go-tos yeah so we would like i'd go in send each of them to like a different sort of lookout um i would try and rattle off all the alarms and then get jess to stealthily knock out perimeter guards and then when i was like ready for like okay now we've got a few left and have a big firefight and ready to alert them then i'd get the sniper goal to snipe a few people i'd snipe a few people and then i'd run in with my machine gun for the last couple oh god it was so much fun but yeah i just wanted more that was the thing was just like wanting more of those outposts and and to have the the sort of scale of them to be a bit more varied well just so people so know the different ways you can play this so because i do it the same way as you like very very stealthy but it's a weird thing for me this is how little i used i 
I wouldn't take anyone in ever like to assist right. me. I like just playing on my own, um, which made some things very hard in the game because they definitely expect you mm-hmm. to be having backup. Um, but I just don't like it's why I don't like the little kid in God of War. I don't like being tagged along. Um, to the point where, as you said there, oh, I told this person to do this and this person to do this. I have no idea you could do that stuff <laughs> with your characters. <laughs> right. right. Like the only, most of the time, if I had a character with me, it would be my cat. And that's pretty much it. Maybe my bear. Um, but then I'd mm-hmm. get rid of them for outposts because they destroyed kind of the reality of it for me. They just sort of run around everything. Um, so yeah, I, I really never used any of those and i will say as my final thing that i didn't get to say the other weeks a criticism i have towards the game is actually the perk system i don't think it works that well um people have really been saying how great it is but for me if you're if you like to play this game a certain way you will stop getting perks um the Mm -hmm. perk system is based around you having to try every way to play this game um yeah which i think is better for achievements because achievements should encourage you to play in different ways. But if you know how you like to play Far Cry, I don't like shooting everything and blowing it up. And yeah. But the perks are literally blow this many things up, try out this weapon, use every single mm-hmm. one of your, uh, what do they call them? Your friends, whatever it's called. Friends for hire, guns for hire, yeah. whatever. Um, and I didn't want to. So I had to do many hours of the game just going, all right, you're with me until you kill 15 people and I can get my perk and then you fuck off again. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was frustrating to me, was that I was like, you're forcing me to play this game in a way that I don't want to because I can't progress otherwise. I need more perks to unlock more cool things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I hope, hope that with the next one, they kind of do something a little bit more adaptive for the perks. And I really, really just hope that they sort out, do you want to tell a serious story or do you want us to have goofy fun? Like just kind of pick one because the yeah, balance yeah. didn't work for me here at all. Um, yeah and having the silent protagonist didn't really work for me in the context of this game I like a silent protagonist but there are too many things was like you would say something now you know Mm -hmm. it's just like uh, I don't know Uh, but yeah like you say couldn't put it down like gameplay wise fantastic (laughs) it really was it really was Uh, yeah but I feel like Sorry, did you go in the arcade? Do any of that? No, not yet. I was because I, I was about to say, I don't know if I will spend much time going back to this. You know, probably try co-op with you. But then I forgot about the arcade. I will try some of that, and then just wait for the um, the DLC to come out. I think. Yeah. Whereas I really with the last Far Cry, with Far Cry Four and Far Cry Primal, I still spent a fair bit of time exploring after I'd finished. And yeah, like you said, I felt with the outpost, I felt like there was way more that I hadn't covered yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But here it's just like, I feel that I've kind of seen most of it. I've, I've been going around like finding prepper stashes and just doing some of those and some of the side missions, but it feels like it's all kind of wrapped up in a way. Yeah, I've done, yeah, I did like a day where I was just like, I'm just going to get every prepper stash pretty much and try to do as many of those as possible. But, uh, yeah. Well, in uh, three years' time, Alex, when there's another Far Cry yeah. game, <laughs> well, hopefully we'll still be friends. Hopefully I'll still be dating Katie. Um, <laughs> let's all do some co-op together when there's still stuff to discover together. Cause then, I, so then I won't cry in showers anymore. <laughs> no one wants that. 
Uh, oh. uh, thank you, man, for talking Far Cry with me. It's been no problem. It's been fun. It thank fun. you for your Infinity War bets. Are you going to get to go and see Infinity War? Or are you waiting for a bet? Um, no, we'll probably see it pretty soon. Yeah, okay. especially now with our with our movie passes, I feel like we're going to be going, nice. going to be catching up with everything pretty pretty quickly. So nice, nice. That will be on the list for sure. Um, well, yeah. Again, like my advice is like homecoming's spectacular but you don't need to have seen it to enjoy infinity war and i don't think you need to have seen ragnarok to enjoy infinity war but it, it does lead directly into it so if you're going to watch one of those two i'd say ragnarok's the one we'll do we'll it, now do. that lee is gone uh with his opinions <laughs> uh, but he loves the, he loves the ghostbusters remake and not ragnarok so you know what can you do um well that's changed everything <laughs> <laughs> he really does I like to bring it up as much as I can it upsets him <laughs> if you're listening to this Lee I'm not even sorry um, alright you can follow me on all of the social medias as Mr. Al White M-R-A-L-W-H-I-T-E and also on the video games uh, there's some new Friday 13th stuff up and some new PUBG stuff up so I'm going to be going back into those a little bit um, so if you want to play those with me and, and see how much of a terrible friend I am in Friday 13th because uh, I'll leave you on that dock to get killed by Jason just so I can get away on the boat don't even care um then yeah come play games alex you can uh, follow me on twitter and instagram at alexander child that's it brilliant brilliant uh thank you my friend until thank well you. actually yeah we'll do a special version of this podcast uh in a couple of days or tomorrow sort of a couple of days with infinity war they'll only be about infinity war um and it will be split no spoilers and then spoilers with a clear indicator in the middle that'll be me haruka lee um, and we might have a couple other people as well. We'll see. Um, until then, Ooh. we are out. Geeks. Geeks. <laughs>